Hey everyone, oh, happy Friday, happy good Friday. Welcome to another episode of Heart of Purpose podcast. I'm, you know, four episodes into my Jesus Is series and I just want to thank you for joining me. If you haven't caught the other ones, I highly recommend you check them out about who Jesus is as the Son of God, as the Good Shepherd, and as the Vine. So welcome today. I hope you're having a great week. Today I really just want to dive into the meat of who Jesus is, and that is that he is the Son of Man. He is our Savior, and we really want to honor Good Friday because it's the day of Jesus' crucifixion. It's the day that the Jews turned on him, that Judas betrayed him, that he died on the cross for our sins for your sins, for my sins, we get to live in freedom and we get to live with God's grace because of his son, Jesus. I don't know how many times I, I just want to, I want you to know that and want to believe it with all your heart that you do not have to sit in your shame. You do not have to sit in your guilt. You do not have to sit in your sin or your poor mistakes or your poor choices because Jesus has died on the cross for your sins so that you can be made free. So that when you come to the foot of the cross, when you bring your baggage, when you bring your heartache, when you bring your strongholds, when you bring all of the pain and the grief, when you bring that to the cross and you believe in him, your heart will be lifted up. Your shoulders free of the weight that you carry. And so that is, I just, I mean, it's just such a beautiful day to remember and to understand the depth and the weight of what happened. That Jesus went on that cross for us. For us. And so I'm going to just, honestly, today I'm going to read through scripture because, you know, sometimes it's it's great to offer a message, but, you know, sometimes it's just nice to read through scripture that we don't often visit to paint the picture of what Jesus was going through as, you know, he was betrayed as um, the Jews, you know, crucified him and how how it all went about and how they couldn't see, they couldn't see that he was the son of God, that he was the son of man, and that he was the Messiah they were all waiting for. So to paint this picture of what Jesus is going through, you know, he goes into the Garden of Bethsemane, I can hardly say it, but the Garden of Bethsemane to pray, and he wants to stay up all night praying. And as he is praying, his disciples say they're going to stay up too. And as Jesus comes back, they're asleep. And then he goes back to pray and he goes, then he goes back to his disciples and they're asleep. And he's like, must you, you need to stay up lest you fall into temptation. But it's just a, it's a, I also like seeing the disciples with Jesus because you can see so clearly that Jesus is divine, you know, like his disciples still are human and, you know, they aren't the son of God. And so it's really easy to see how maybe they also fell into some of their fleshly ways. And with that, we came Judas and Judas was one of the disciples, Jesus' disciples that ends up betraying him. 
And Jesus knows that it's going to be Judas before it happens at that dinner the night before. And it's just incredible to see the amount of knowledge that Jesus had regarding his death, yet he did not act upon it because he trusted the Father, God, and he knew that what had to happen had to happen. And so he walked faithfully with that that knowledge and didn't even try to call out Judas beforehand or be like, so you're going to betray me tomorrow. What, what do you, how do you feel about that? You know, like I feel like so much of us, so many of us would want, you know, to have the last word or like make it known that we know something. Um, but Jesus doesn't. And he, you know, he goes that night praying and the next kind of in the morning or when he comes back to the the disciples and he sees Judas walking up t- towards him with the priest and the high priest and and those who are going to arrest him. And it's just an incredible picture of, of what happens next. And I, I'm just going to read scripture so that I'm not just summarizing it, but you can truly get the picture for yourself. So here we go. Okay, so in Luke chapter 22, verse 47, And while he was still speaking, behold, a multitude, and he who was called Judas, one of the twelve, went before them and drew near to Jesus to kiss him. But Jesus said to him, Judas, are you betraying the Son of Man with a kiss? When those around him saw what was going to happen, they said to him, Lord, shall we strike with the sword? And one of them struck the servant of the high priest and cut off his right ear. But Jesus answered and said, Permit even this. And he touched his ear and healed him. Then Jesus said to the chief priests, captains of the temple, and the elders who had come to him, Have you come out as against a robber with swords and clubs? When I was with you daily in the temple, you did not try to seize me, but this is your hour in the power of darkness. Real quick, I just have to show, like, even when he knows he's being arrested and his disciple cuts off the ear of the servant of the high priest, he still goes and touches the ear and heals his ear. I mean, what a beautiful scene and what a beautiful, what a beautiful man. (laughs) And then we're going into when Jesus is being sentenced. And this is when, you know, the Jews really turn on him and they want the king of the Jews to be crucified. And so I just want to read it through so that you can really capture what is happening and kind of the the thought process of Pilate and honestly, like how he's struggling to really make the decision to crucify Jesus. He seems to not have found anything wrong, anything to condemn him, but the people rally together to kind of pressure Pilate to, to crucify Jesus instead of someone else, because I, um, he was able to, they're able to save one of the prisoners and they decide to save Barnabas and not Jesus. And I mean, how easy it is to get involved into conformity of the world, you know, or it, or to just take part in what the world is saying or what people in society are saying. I mean, how easy it is to follow that, but how amazing to stand firm. And, and like Jesus, he knew who he was and he stayed firm in it and he allowed them to mock him, to take him um, to the cross. And so I'm just going to paint this picture for you in John chapter 19. Verse 1. Then Pilate took Jesus and had him flogged. 
The soldiers twisted together a crown of thorns and put it on his head. They clothed him in a purple robe and went up to him again and again, saying, Hail, King of the Jews, and they slapped him in the face. Once more, Pilate came out and said to the Jews gathered there, Look, I am bringing him out to you to let you know that I find no basis for a charge against him. When Jesus came out wearing the crown of thorns and the purple robe, Pilate said to them, Here is the man. As soon as the chief priests and their officials saw him, they shouted, Crucify! Crucify! But Pilate answered, you take him and crucify him. As for me, I find no basis for a charge against him. The Jewish leaders insisted, We have a law, and according to that law, he must die, because he claimed to be the Son of God. When Pilate heard this, he was even more afraid, and he went back inside the palace. Where do you come from? he asked Jesus. But Jesus gave him no answer. Do you refuse to speak to me? Pilate said. Don't you realize I have power either to free you or to crucify you? Jesus answered, you would have no power over me if it were not given to you from above. Therefore, the one who handed me over to you is guilty of a greater sin. From then on, Pilate tried to set Jesus free, but the Jewish leaders kept shouting, If you let this man go, you are no friend of Caesar. Anyone who claims to be a king opposes Caesar. When Pilate heard this, he brought Jesus out and sat down on the judge's seat at a place known as the Stone Pavement. It was the day of preparation of the Passover. It was about noon. Here is your king, Pilate said to the Jews, but they shouted, Take him away, take him away, crucify him. Shall I crucify your king? Pilate asked. We have no king but Caesar, the chief priest answered. How, like, just sad, you know? But it, I was talking about this with um, a Bible study I do with friends, and it's just interesting how how quick they were to want to crucify him. And I guess just how the deception of their hearts wouldn't allow them to truly see that he was the Messiah, you know, like, um, it's just so fascinating because if we were living in that day of age, if we were there with Jesus, would we, would we know, you know, would we have the faith to believe that this man who's saying who he is truly is that? Or when the Antichrist comes, are we going to just give in to that and believe that without truly discerning the Lord and the Holy Spirit? So I just also want to urge you to truly seek out discernment over anything you hear, over any information you're given, and um, truly seek out the Lord because, you know, we are in times of deception and we are in times where it's it's easy to be deceived or also the opposite to truly just seek legalism and and have that religious spirit over us and it's important to truly walk by faith and the the followers of Christ during that time they were walking by faith you know they weren't the most popular people Jesus wasn't the most popular man look everyone wanted to crucify him but look at the reward the reward we have when we when we follow Jesus i don't know i just um it just you know his life means so much and his death, and, and the sacrifice that he made, that God made for us, it's so important. And I just want to really, really reflect and, and showcase the weight of what it means to us as people in the t 21st century. You know, it's like, it still matters to us. His life mattered, and it still does to this day within us, within our hearts. But it doesn't mean anything if we don't have faith in it. You know, following Jesus isn't just about following a law. It has nothing to do with following a law because Jesus, his sacrifice took away the law. His sacrifice set us free from the law. And I'm talking the law of the Old Testament, not like the law of the government. <laughs> but um, but still, I mean, I guess it's still pretty relevant to this day. Like we answered to Jesus the King of the Jews. We answer to Jesus, the Son of God. We answer to Jesus, the Son of Man. We answer to Jesus, our Messiah, our, you know, Emmanuel. And I think it's just important to stay firm in that and, and you know, not give in to conformity of the world just because it's easy because 
it's not going to be easy in heaven when you have to answer to God on why you gave up on on your faith. So now I kind of want to talk about when he dies on the cross. So I, um, if you're following along, this is now I'm heading over. This is Matthew chapter 27, verse 45. Now from the sixth hour until the ninth hour, there was darkness over all the land. And about the ninth hour, Jesus cried out with a loud voice saying, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani. I probably didn't say that correctly, but that is my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Some of those who stood there when they heard that said, This man is calling for Elijah. Immediately one of them ran and took a sponge, filled it with sour wine, and put it on a reed and offered it to him to drink. The rest said, Let him alone. Let us see if Elijah will come to save him. And Jesus cried out again with a loud voice and yielded up to yielded up his spirit. Then behold, the veil of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom, and the earth quaked, and the rocks were split, and the graves were opened, and many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised. And coming out of the graves after his resurrection, they went into the holy city and appeared to many. So when the centurion and the, the centurion and those with him who were guarding Jesus saw the earthquake and the things that had happened, they feared greatly, saying, Truly this was the Son of God. And many women who followed Jesus from Galilee ministering to him were there looking on from afar. So it's just wild. All of these people were, you know, mocking him and yelling at him, saying, You think you're the king of the Jews? Why don't you have your God save you? And then he gives up his final, you know, his, he gives up his spirit. Um, and he says, it is finished and it is done. And then after that, that's when the earth shakes and, you know, people realize this was the son of God, but how late, too late. Those who were mocking him, those were, who were spitting on him, those who were laughing as he was on the cross, it was too late too late. I don't want that to be you. I don't want I don't want you to be just standing here dumbfounded when Jesus returns and you didn't get your heart right. You didn't get your life right. I don't want that to be you. And that's why I do this podcast. That's why I'm talking about Jesus right now because I don't want that to be you. So <laughs> just continue on with me in this Jesus series. I'm going to talk about Jesus being the way, the truth, and the life here on Easter Sunday. So um, just follow along. And if you want to learn more about Jesus or if you want to ask him into your heart or if you don't know where to start um, and just want to know how to pray, uh, feel free to email me or DM me. You can email me at hello at com or DM me over at Heart of Purpose podcast on Instagram. But I mean, just think of that picture of those who are mocking him, those who didn't believe. And then at the end when he dies, they're like, oh shoot, there goes my life. I totally didn't even, I missed it. I missed the mark. You know, I was too distracted in my own rules, my own um, religious spirit, my own problems, my own social media, (laughs) my own shopping list, my own struggles, my own grief. I couldn't even see right in front of me where Jesus is, where God is, and what he wants. So I just really want to urge you to seek that out today and just to continue to follow along as we continue to talk about Jesus and truly what Easter means to us. So thank you guys so much for listening and um, come back on Sunday for Easter celebration. All right. Love you guys. Bye.